Hey, Sherry, are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, Sherry, how you doing? Good, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. You hear that sound? You know what that is? I do hear that sound, and I think it's the sound of season seven. You are correct. That is the sound of season seven of This Most Unbelievable Life, the podcast. Woohoo! We've made it seven seasons with our excellent listeners at our side. We appreciate all of the support that we get, and we're looking forward to another great season. Yes, indeed. Let's get on with the show. Hey, Paul. Hey, Sherry, what's going on? Not much, except that I had to I had to push my own button today. You did. You did. did. Uh it's legal in this state, so that's fine. Yeah. To to do that. Um yeah, we're doing it the old-fashioned way. Which is we're doing it the old-fashioned way, which was the pivot. Yes. After the pandemic started. Well, and it's kind of funny cuz uh we pivoted to this after there was a upswing in cases of the coronavirus. Right. And today we are recording this way in a moment where there is an upswing. There is an upswing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but let's um, when not I, when, make when it, this. Yeah. I mean, when, when we say we pivoted this way after there was an upswing in COVID cases, this is back in spring 2020. And it was like, we pivoted after one episode to this after, after yes. it. But yeah, we are back on Zoom again. And um, interestingly, I think we both went through a process of, how do I do this? And, yeah. you know, kind of, I was doing that myself, finding, I need to plug this in where? How does this work? What are we doing? Yeah, things are a little different with How's my the, mixer. And, <laughs> it's been yeah. a while. It's been a while. We got real used to being back in person recording some stuff, I think. And so. We did. It, was a, it took a little bit. It, it took more coordination than I remember. Yeah. But then I had a power outage, though, so. You did. That kind of threw us. But we also realized we could still record even if you were in the middle of a power outage, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. The only two pieces of technology that I had that worked were a cell phone and I can run the mixer off of a off AA battery. So it was like, yeah. this changes nothing. It's just them doing it in the dark. Yeah. There was this thought that ran through my head earlier that was like, you know... We haven't recorded an episode walking yet. And I think that's like a New Year's goal for me. We haven't. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we, we could. could for sure. It's going to be a lavalier situation, I think. Uh, Probably. I'm not going to walk around carrying my microphone. There, I mean, this doesn't need to be a full technical description of how that would work. But I just got a couple good ideas on how that would probably work well. Well, you have your mini Which Zoom. Is, <laughs> well, I mean, we could just, you know have a walk with earbuds in and hit the record button mm -hmm. separately it's like anyway yeah good times good times but yeah here we are again uh on zoom and seeing how it goes so here we are on zoom yeah so we're recording december 23rd yeah it's winter winter uh, officially winter we did not i feel like we got to get our feet back in the saddle like not only is this um like being recorded the old-fashioned way but in addition we didn't record last week no we didn't uh well you did i did about five minutes yeah 
but together we did, did not, not record yeah. yet last week. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Um, mm-hmm. It's always weird how off it it can get when we don't record for a week. You know, it's like, what is this podcast you say? It's like, what do I, I speak into the Victrola? What do I do here? So I turn the crank on this. It's like, it's like yeah. once, once I'm in a routine, when I get out of it, it's like, it takes so much to get back into it. It's yeah. Like, how does any of this stuff work? This is a computer. This computer. is a microphone. It's well, like- it's, yeah. I mean, it is funny how that works. It It also though, like. I the other day I was going through these old notebooks because I like to look at what I was writing about in my morning pages towards the end yeah. of the year, right? Right. And right. so I was looking back at my morning pages, but the other thing I found is this notebook that I long since abandoned. But what's funny about this notebook is that I started it like right before we started our podcast. Mm-hmm. And the beginning pages of it like i had these notes on possible blog posts that i could write yeah um yeah. because it was before i realized like what i was going to do was going to be podcasting with you and so then like <laughs> a lot of the early pages of this notebook are like back when i used to write down like ideas and i used to have paper next to me while we we're recording and like yeah do you remember those cute little old days i'm gonna move this notebook up <laughs> here <laughs> but we i mean lately we haven't had paper next to us when we've been writing no we haven't or no talking. just some little debbies and a cup of tea you know yeah uh like seriously i still kind of do this a little bit where i try to i try to podcast yeah i try i try to be a podcaster it's like we might come up with a topic and let me get a notebook and I want to write down some questions. I mean, I still do that every once in a while. Well, um, you well, did I, I don't do it every once in a while. I think about it every once in a while, and I feel like I should do it every once in a while. Yeah. I don't think I ever actually do it or have done it. Well, I was um, going to say, like, we we met yesterday to exchange Christmas presents, and you uh-huh. brought with you a notebook to that occasion. Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes the business standing breaks out. Yeah, well, usually one of us brings a notebook, like... Yeah. Something interesting might, yeah. Yeah. Interesting idea I think the only thing out. we used that notebook for was to discuss how a rapid COVID test works. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how, what, like, so the, like the Binax and the, what is the quick view one, the rapid tests, um, they, it's pretty neat technology. It's pretty neat how they work. Yeah. Seems pretty, pretty cool. How they work. And I felt an inspiration. I was like, I'm going to diagram out how these things work. Yeah. Which is which is a lot of fun, but you know, um, part of the reason it, I feel like it takes it, it it's going to take me a little bit to get back into the swing of possibly even this recording here is, I was in Missouri for five days. I was on an airplane. We had an emergency landing. We <laughs> we uh, it, you know, I, I was saying that like I survived a crash landing. It's like well, it wasn't really that. I'm blowing it up a little bit, but landing gear was not working well and there were emergency vehicles so i had a i had a week or so where it's like i need to get back into the and what what i notice is like when i'm when i travel over the holidays to visit family it's like it it takes me all the way out of virginia Mm -hmm. headspace and puts me all the way back into another another headspace so that's an interesting sentence especially for someone like me who has lived in virginia her whole life um, how would you describe Virginia headspace versus 
Missouri headspace. Uh, well, yeah, it's interesting. I was I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that when I was there um, a little. Because it's like my, my head feels different mm. when, when I'm in Missouri. And to me, I mean, mm, for, for me, visiting Missouri is not, and, and you know, we could call it, you know, you know, going, I mean, people would say going home to St. Louis or, or to Missouri, or whatever. It's like, I don't necessarily consider St. Louis or Missouri home. Mm-hmm. You know, home is, is where I am now. Um, uh, but it's, I, I grew up in a big family. It was a family. There were six of us, you mm-hmm. know, mom, dad, grandmother, two sisters, and me in, in a house. And uh, other than myself, there is one, there is one left. And so it's, it's it's never about doing the you know I'm gonna go back and visit St Louis. It's like I know one person in this town, you know, yeah. you know or, or I know one family here and I'm related to them. It's like and and that's it. Other than that, it's uh, the nostalgia of pizza and Ted Drews and Emos and Bofunk's Chinese Kitchen and that's where that target is over there. I went to there when I was ten years old and oh look there's there's that park over there. I used to you know it's all about stuff that I used to do. You know, it's just, it's a bunch of constant reminders of, of what my life was before I, I left. Mm-hmm. And for, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it's like, it's not a thing that I do in Virginia because right. everything about Virginia is forging the life that I have now or right. witnessing the life that is forging now with what I'm doing. I mean, biology professor Paul is not biology professor Paul in St. Louis. And, you know, it's, you know, the, the stuff that I do in Virginia is not the, is, is very little of it is taken with me mm-hmm. essentially to because it's like that's not what Missouri is for right that's not what visiting the family is for that's not what that time is for it's it's about you know doing what family stuff there is to do with what this this almost sounds bad with what what little family there is left you know <laughs> um, but it's it's a it's no part of no part of what I'm what I'm trying to do now or you know I'm making this sound like my life is effortful or it's not really. Just my, my life in Virginia is very, very different mm-hmm. than the time spent in, in St. Louis or in Missouri. I say that because, you know, we visit my wife's family and she's from Missouri too. And that's not St. Louis. It's just super different. Mm-hmm. It's just super different. And it's like, it's, I don't think it's like, I'm going to shift my mindset when we visit. It's like, I don't think my, the same mindset can be maintained while I'm there. It, it, it it's like, it, it's in, it, 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 it rejects itself when it's there because yeah. like, I can't do that anyway. So well, it's going to shift into different expectations. You're doing something different when you're there, right? Like, so yeah. here you're living, yeah. there you're visiting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sleeping in a hotel room. Right. You know, in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, um, so I spent um, five years in Blacksburg, Virginia, because yeah, right. I got my undergrad and my ba- my master's there and I love Blacksburg so 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 much. Yeah. Um you do but, speak fondly of it. Yes, I love it. You do speak fondly um, of it, yeah. But when I go to Blacksburg um the Blacksburg that I'm visiting will never be the Blacksburg I lived in. Yeah. Right. And so like I, I mean, it's kind of like how people say, like, oh, you can't go home. Um, so whatever I experience when I'm there has this, like, 
sort of uncanny feeling to it because mm-hmm. I know I'm in the space that I have this relationship with, but the relationship that I have to it is not available to me anymore. Right. Because like right. I can go back there, but the, the people, a lot of the people who were dear to me aren't there anymore. And the ones that are dear to me still don't like don't work in the same departments like they yeah, either right you know retired or you know paul heilecker's up up the hill in the honors program like it's just not the same blacksburg right yeah right and one of the i think one of the most stark impressions of that very thing that i sort of had was two years ago when i visited st louis at, at the time my my parents house which is the house i grew up in um, had been completely cleaned out. There was absolutely nothing in it. Like no, there was nothing in it, mm-hmm. nothing in it. Um, and uh, except for like my sister got like a little kitchen table, El Cheapo, and a little dining room table, El Cheapo, and an air mattress. And it's like that was it. That mm-hmm. was it. And it's like in a, in, in a couch, in an El Cheapo couch, right, in the living room. And so I, I walk in there and I'm like, I'm sitting on this couch in this like – stunningly empty nothing that i associate with any part of my life was there except for like the walls were in the same place and those doors were in the same place but it sounded the same it smelled the same it looked the same and you know had all the uh, trappings of it but none of the stuff yeah was there and it was freaky it was freaky and it's like so this is what the hollowed out shell of a former life looks like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. And people are like, picture picture your life. And it's like, I don't, you know, this is this literally is what a life left, you know, with, with nothing nothing remaining but the shell of it actually is. And it's you know, it it was cold, you know, because I mean it was just hardwood floors and bare walls mm-hmm. and uh, it, yeah. it, it 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 was a it was a little challenging for a day or two. To get used to it. And then eventually after we cooked a couple of things in it and cracked so it up a little bit there? with some of our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We stayed there. We oh, stayed there. Yeah. So it was weird. It was so weird. Um, Super weird. It, it warmed up after a couple of days. And it's like, I'm not altogether sure what I actually mean by that. Yeah. You know, because like the temperature was the same, but it felt a little more or less sterile or a little more. There was. You brought your Paul like somebody energy cooked some, Yeah. 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 And it was, uh, it was strange. Yeah. It was super strange, super strange. Yeah, I mean, about a year ago, I guess, the house that I spent the first 10 years of my life in was for sale. And, you know, I pulled up the pictures on, like, Redfin or whatever and just, like, looked through. And, you know, I I haven't lived there in almost 30 years. Um, but still, like, you can look at the pictures and, like... I don't know. There's just like, there's still a way of connecting back to the space, even though it's not your space and there's always distance between, um, you know, I can still see the, I don't want to say the residue of my family, but like their stories about why things are like the way they are in their house that whoever lives there now will never necessarily have access to. Um, but yeah, it's, Space is weird like that. Like the way that you can feel these ties and yet a disconnect with a space. Yeah. 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 That really resonates. Um, 
I mean, because I can I can tell people the story of every square inch of that house mm-hmm. and why things are the way they are. It's like, why doesn't the shower work? And it does now, but why didn't it then? And why is that a different color than this other thing? And it's like, why doesn't the fireplace? And it's like, yeah, I can, I, I know the answers to all these questions, but you wouldn't even think about them unless you sort yeah. of knew. Um, what, what gets me a lot of times though when I'm visiting, you know, the old places, old homes and things like that where I used to live, especially in, in St. Louis where I grew up, it's like the the neighbors, mm-hmm. it's like the people who live like around in the other houses. It's like the person walking into the house who lives there now is not the person that lived there when I was when I was there. It's like what is that strange person doing going into their house? You know, it's like well they live there now, yeah. um, and that's uh, that's curious. It's like you know every every part of on all sides. It's like I don't know a single person is you know there's a renter in the house now it's like i don't know who that is cuz mm-hmm. my sister owns it and the na- none of the neighbors are the same neighbors as there were before yeah so it's like i i i only i it's like i exclusively and only know the physical form of the infrastructure of that location i don't know any of the actual people yeah it's there. interesting because so it's like it, but it still feels really comfortable just cuz i know it so well but it's like i don't know a single person here yeah. i don't know a single person we went in this um, radius, one mile radius of this place where I grew up. Right, right. Yeah, I mean that's 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 really something because so Eric and I went home. Um, what I guess the week before you went to Missouri, um, and while we were home, like there's still the house that my parents live in now. I I lived in for about seven years before I went away to college. Yeah. And so I, I have pretty strong connections to that neighborhood. Um, still such that when I'm home, like I kind of like what you were saying, I still talk about the neighbor's house. Like like my there's my parents' house and then there's Bill's yeah. house. And then across yeah. the street is Ron's house. And they right. haven't lived there in quite some time. Um, and then next to that is Paul's house, a different Paul, obviously. He rents that house out. He lives up here. Um, you have more Pauls in your life than that's three I have a number. I'm, well, there are polls I haven't told you about. Five? <laughs> Six? How many are there? Ah, oh, there's a lot of polls. I I bounced around. I found a, a lot of different polls early on. Only plenty of interviewees for this position, it sounds yeah. like to me. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. It looks like you got it, though, so good job. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm mean, honored to Paul accept Dockery, the position. And then there was Paul Kent. And yeah, there really have been a lot of polls. But anyhow. Heilicker, right? Paul Heilicker, Paul Isaacson. Um, I think that is the extent of my polls. Goodness. Yeah, still a fair number of polls. Bunyan, Paul Bunyan. Oh, yeah, yeah, way back. Yeah. From stories. Um, Sorry, But yeah, on. so like the neighborhood still has that feeling. But even the other thing that's true is like even just people I went to high school with, like we'll go for a walk around the block and my parents, like my, my dad will be like, Oh, that's Amy's house. Like Amy, I went to high school with, and like, she went to see Ringo star with me when I was 18 and like oh, cool. one neighborhood over, like, um, you know, I've so many of the people from that community are still in that community. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I still feel really connected to deep Creek when I'm, like I I know people, but I'm not in relationship with a lot yeah, of those people anymore, right, except right. for you know my immediate family. Um, yeah. And then Eric has a really kind of different 
feeling, I think, because his parents moved into a new house, like, basically while he went away to college and they, like, emailed and were like, hey, when you come home, your stuff's going to be in a new house, Um, you know? And then they live in a totally different city now. Um, So that, like, sense of, like, going home for him, I think, is a little more disrupted. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to my dad once when he was growing up. But it was uh, like he was at school. Mm-hmm. And when he got home from school, there was a sign on the door saying that they had moved a couple blocks down the street. <laughs> hmm. How do you not notice that's happening? I, I guess they didn't have as much stuff back in the day. Yeah, or whatever, I guess but not. Yeah, it's, uh, that happened to my dad once. Yeah. But it was like the same day and he was like 10 or something. Yeah. That's wild, though. That's wild. All I'm thinking right now is how impressed I am with his family as movers. Um, this is something I've always taken pride in, is being able to, like, pack up and move my belongings very well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, when I went, even when I moved into my college dorms, like, my dad bought me all those, like, big plastic tough boxes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. like, I'm a very efficient packer. Um, I'm middling. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm as efficient as I could be. I suspect once the boxes are assembled, you would be very good at fitting them into like a van. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think I don't think Sean is a little better at it than I am. Actually, I don't know. Interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm more of a shove it in and go kind of kind of uh. guy with moving vans, but uh. I, I I absolutely think of times when I've moved in the past, though, and it's like I was I absolutely was one of the you just take a bunch of boxes from one place to the next and don't really you unpack maybe half of them, mm. but like half of what you're moving is like these the boxes that have the stuff on it. From... Yeah, it's like I don't even know what's in this box anymore. Yeah, I don't even know what's in it. I noticed when you were uh, when you were telling your tale of of uh, of visiting. Uh, where you're hailing from Deep Creek, um, you still do use the word home in reference to it. I do. I do. Yeah, I still do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, so this is interesting. So I think that I had done that for the longest time because I had lived in Chesapeake longer than I'd lived anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think this year that will no longer be true. Really? Well, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think... I think I'm coming up on having lived in Northern Virginia for 17 years. Mm. I don't remember how many years I've been married. I think it's 17. Is that the anniversary I celebrated this year? Maybe. How many year years you have you and Shauna been married? Uh, 18. 18. Yeah, no, then I think we're 16. <laughs> What year was it? Uh, 2005? Yeah, 2005. Okay. What were you? Three. 
2003. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it works out. Yeah, you're right. We're both right. Okay. Yay. Yay, we did Um, it. Yeah, I I mean, I lived in Missouri, not necessarily St. Louis exclusively, but I went to college in Missouri, so um, uh, 30 years. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even close. I'm not even close. Yeah. By the state, you know, but I lived in Northern Virginia. What did I move for? Seven? 14 years? Mm -hmm. Almost 15. You know, 14 or 15 years. And it's like... I was, in, I was in that house for 18 yeah. years in St. Louis. I was like, I'm not even close. You know, I'm not yeah. even close. So, but yeah, I don't call it, I, I say it's like, it's like, where, where am I, where am I from? It's like, well, I was born in, I say I was born and raised in Missouri, but you know, it's like when, when it's like, if somebody said, you know, if, if they saw me out in the middle of Mojave Desert and said, are you going home? And I'll say, yeah, I'm going home to where would I be going? And I'd be going to Virginia. You know, I'd be I'd be coming here. Well, yeah, I mean, you it's know, interesting. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be Missouri. It wouldn't be St. Louis. It's, it's not like you know. I mean, so I was at the church earlier today, and it's not like when I left, I said to Marty, "I am now going to go to my current domicile," <laughs> right? Like, which is not my home. Right? Yeah, like this. I think this is home, and that is home, and both are true. Yeah, yeah. What but, are the properties of home? Yeah, I mean, who knew we were going to tackle this question, right? Um, for a long time, um, I considered Blacksburg home because I thought Blacksburg was the place where I first really met myself. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah. Home is here and home think, is Tidewater. Yeah, I think when I was in graduate school in California, I would have said that St. Louis was home. Mm-hmm. But after I moved out here, and maybe it comes with like the permanence of a job and a mortgage payment. and I'm wondering if it comes with... Marriage and like all the, all the trappings, right? The, the association of home sort of changed. Yeah. For me. Because it's like, yeah, if you would ask me in California where home was, I would have said St. Louis. Yeah. You know, I would have said I'm going home for the holiday, going home for Christmas, going home for the whatever. I totally would have. Does it, do you think it's tied to having living parents? Maybe. Maybe. Like. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's been 10 years since I had living parents. Because, I mean, Eric and um, I still say that yeah, we're going. No, that's a good question. That's a good question. Go home. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And what we're really talking about, like, is going to see our our parents. Um, and his parents don't live in the city we grew up in. But yeah. we still call going to see them going home. Interesting. Yeah. Because, like, recently Eric's mom had had a heart attack, and so we went right. home. Yeah. We went to Williamsburg. Interesting. Yeah, it's like, I don't even know when the when the shift in me happened. It's like, if I had had, if, if somebody asked you, for example, yes. when did home go from St. <laughs> Louis, Virginia? It's like, I don't know if I could answer that. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know if I could answer that. That's interesting. I don't know if it's a, like a, a slow transition or it's a... You wake up on Tuesday and all of a sudden home is 
but my I mean, I mean for for what this is worth my nephew i mean he goes to to uh to college um at utah state go aggies just won the la bowl woohoo and he's Woo. in the marching band so he, he got played to, he in got the la bowl he yeah he played in the la bowl go tuba um, yeah go tuba and um uh he said the second that he that he that he moved to to logan he said i live here now mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like nope if you ask him where he lives he's like utah yeah, you know, uh, he uh, he washed his hands pretty much right away. I think. Yeah, I never asked my other sister though, because she she moved out, she moved away to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she since passed. Um, but I mean, it was it, it was never a conversation that came up, so I don't know what she would have said. But you know, I suspect she might have said Fayetteville. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's 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 curious. It's yeah. curious. But it's like there's so many different words that are close but don't mean the same thing. It's like where do I live? Where am I from? Where is home? Where do I have kin or relatives? Where's the homestead? You know, because if people say, hey, Paul, where are your folks from? It's like the most backwater hill of rocks and snakes and trees in southeast missouri you're ever going to find in your life in iron county right there's a fitzgerald road there's a fitzgerald cemetery there's you know yeah i got more relatives down there than you could shake a literally shake a stick at and shake sticks they do um but it's 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 down there man it's down there um a lot of them from where those tornadoes went through in the four states region like the boot hill northern arkansas western kentucky uh, a lot from around there. Yeah. Um, and it's like the middle of Illinois is where my mom's side is. And mm-hmm. it's like they all sort of converged on St. Louis somehow. And then uh, sister moved to North Carolina and I went to graduate school in California and Eve is still there. And then everybody died. And so it's just yeah. me and Eve, you know, so it's it's what a history. What a, what a weird thing. What a it's, weird thing. So it's like, I, where is home? It's like shit. I don't, I don't even know if I know what the question means, but I feel like the answer is Virginia. But mm-hmm. it, the the answer that somebody gets is very dependent on the specifics of the question and what it's asked. Yeah, you know, and what 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 heartstring is getting tugged here? Is this a emotional question, or is this a historical question, or is this a process based question? Yeah, you know, and am I am I answering what the person asked, or am I answering what the person is actually wants to know? Because yeah. that can be different too. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's curious. I mean, I mean, the idea of home is a little bit to me like answering questions related to, to family. Like, I have a lot of biological family and I have, yep. uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but I would say a, an appropriate number of chosen family members. <laughs> um, More know. than four, but not to exceed eight, you know. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's the legal, pretty the legal definition. The legal definition of yeah, an like appropriate number. How many, how many family members can be in your chosen family? That's a, that's a question. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think there is a quality to that where, like, that chosen family are the people that I feel the most at home with. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, family's complicated. Yeah. You know, says every literally everyone, I think. Um, family can be complicated. Yeah. Well, humans can be complicated, right? And yeah, humans are complicated and you see your family a lot. And so maybe, maybe, you know, so. Yeah. Therefore, therefore family is complicated. But so much of the, of the, uh, of the trappings of this holiday season and all others come with like home for the holidays kind mm-hmm. of, kind of stuff, right? It's very hallmarked, hallmarkified a little bit, you know, of going home for the holidays and people gathering and mm-hmm. all this other kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, we're both. No wonder the heartstrings get tugged. Yeah. No wonder it gets complicated, especially with the pandemic going on. Right? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think both of us are electing to be home for the holidays in our yeah, current right. domiciles, right? Yep. Um, yep. And, and you know, that's a complicated choice in a lot of ways, but um, I love being able to wake up in my own bed on a Christmas morning. Uh, something I've only recently realized. Um, but it's interesting. I think last year I felt almost sentenced to being home for the holidays. Yeah. But yeah. that's not usually how the Hallmark Channel, like they, they do talk about it more of a, like a coming home. It's like big city girl goes home to her small home town. Yeah, right. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, With your fancy degree in your full-time job and your right yeah fancy car city fella yeah yeah um city folk yeah i've watched a lot of i don't know if i've told you this i've watched a lot of hallmark movies in the I last i thought you were gonna weeks. say moonshiners i thought you were gonna say moonshiners but no i did watch approximately <laughs> five minutes of that the other day just so i could uh take a snapshot and show you that i was watching it yeah yeah but no, I've been watching a lot of Hallmark movies. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, why? I mean, one one can only ask. Well, <laughs> it's true. Well, so part of it is because this is something that my mom really enjoys. And so when we went home, see, there it is again. When we went home the other week, um, I, you know, basically suggested that we all sit together and watch Hallmark movies. And so we did. Right. Um, and that's kind of like a tradition of what we do with uh, my mom. And in the past, I used to make fun of them, like, relentlessly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then this year, I was like, yeah, like, we've done that joke, right? Like, the whole mocking them is, like, a thing. Um, so I was like, you the know Hallmark, what? The Hallmark movie, not the family, right? The right. Hallmark well, movie. maybe a little right. both. Yeah. Know. Uh, wait, that's how we do it in the Lemire family. Yeah, um, yeah. But I was like, well, you know what? What the heck? Like, I it doesn't actually cost me anything to consume this media that you know. Yeah, that's right. fine for my mom. Um, but what I actually kind of enjoyed about them, and I guess the reason I keep putting them on in the background, like while I'm doing stuff here at the house, is because they're completely uncomplicated. Oh yeah. You know, right. like there's no. There's nothing to be anxious about when you're watching a Hallmark movie, right? Like, you know exactly what's going to happen. Like, I could write the script before we even start. You know, like, everything is so cookie cutter. And I think, especially during times where so much can feel so uncertain, and times when, like, I really don't want to be trying to grab control 
I think it's really comforting to watch something that there's no danger in. Yeah. Um, sort of a, a comfort and simplicity. Yeah. Comfort and simplicity. And uh, one of my favorite, I mean, I think that's why so many people really like uh, like the Great British Baking Show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there's zero violence. There's yep. no cussing. There's no swearing. There's no, <laughs> you know, people are moderately interesting. Who doesn't like a good pastry? Um, there's, but there's there's still drama and intrigue. But it's like the worst thing that's going to happen is that you're not going to agree with the result, mm-hmm. and then you'll go ahead and watch the next season anyway. So it's like there, there's comfort. It's like there's nothing complicated about it. Either you're Cake rose or it didn't, you know, and, and it's like the, there's a lot of comfort in the simplicity of knowing that you're going to watch something that is, uh, I'm desperately trying not to use the word like wholesome or something like that, but it's like, it's simple. It's, there's nothing that makes us feel anxious here other than who's going to get voted off this week. Yeah. You know? And it's comfort TV, right? It's com- yeah. It's comfort TV or, yeah. um, I, I went through this phase about a, I guess about a month ago, and it's like maybe maybe more than that, maybe like two or three months ago, where it's like I was actively seeking out. It's like the most boring TV shows that I could find that were moderately interesting, and I found a few. Not not boring in the oh my god, why am I watching this? But it's like a nice easy documentary about something somewhat meaningless. But yeah. somewhat interesting as well. You know, and there's all kinds of stuff out there on YouTube that you can oh, yeah. you can find. I mean, one of the most fun things is like this documentary. I don't know if you know Ruth Goodman or not. Uh, she's the historian who will like a- who actively lives in the environments that she she studies. studies. It's like oh, yeah. she learns about she learns about the cultures from actually like immersing herself in the life. It's like she spent a year living in like a like a Victorian or like a Tudor age farm a year. You know, yeah, and it's like there was, I mean, uh, we need to learn how to raise farm animals. We need to you know how to make hedgerows. We what, we need to be able to patch the roof when the, what, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get the plague. We don't want to freeze. We don't want to star. I mean, and it's like, why is life so strange all the time? It's like when we, we've talked about this before. It's like, what, what are these things that we engage, we engage in that represent simplicity? It's like, yeah. I'm going to write a letter on a typewriter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go camping and just like go outside and build a fire and look at it for a couple hours and yeah. and just kind of not have to worry about shit. Um, and it's like the, the embrace of this simplicity brings comfort in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when things are dicey, it's like, I just want to watch a good Hallmark TV show because it's not complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think I totally that... dig. I, I totally get what you're putting down. Yeah. I totally dig it. Yeah. It's um, super uncomplicated. And like kind of when I got sick of those, <laughs> I just keep turning on the fireplace channel on Netflix. Yeah. Right. right. Like uh, there's there's the classic. There's the Birchwood. Um, same thing. It's it's uncomplicated. It's delightful it's um yeah um eric and i were actually talking about this related to uh the gaming industry recently like Mm. um there's a really interesting rise in what he referred to and which i agree with uh cozy gaming right where Mm. It's not your like first person shooter or your adventure yeah. game or whatever. Right. Like it's super simple. It's super um it's just relaxing. It's cozy. Um and this reminds me in the mystery genre, which I teach at you know, at our employer, um 
I teach there there's a whole section of mystery that's just the cozy mystery where you're not going to get a lot of like on-screen violence you're not going to get sex you're just going to get like oh who did it let's go find out right yeah and so these these games are like gardening and like they're just you know they're slow they're gentle there's there's not a lot of violence if any yeah yeah um like one that I've been playing on my cell phone is like a decorating app. Like, oh, cool. It's delightful. Like, you get a different room, you choose the paint colors and the textures and stuff like that. And that's it. Like, and then people vote on your design, I guess, you know? So I spend a lot of time on that because it's, it's not, I don't want to say it's mindless, it's, it's a place to hang my mind. Yeah, right. Right? It, right? It's permission for my mind to, like, turn down a gear. Yeah. It's it's done yeah. enough work. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I mean, the two, the two I think, for me lately on my phone, I've rediscovered Angry Birds, which mm. is a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and starting it from level, level one, so it's, like, super easy. It's like, I totally dig that. Um, and like I, I, I have the, I have the subscription to the New York times mm-hmm. crossword puzzle, you know, the gaming section. It's like, I have the, they have a great app on the phone, yeah, you they know, do. um, do a crossword puzzle, you yeah. know, it's like not everything has to be so freaking exciting all the time. <laughs> you know, well, we were just talking about, what was it yesterday? Uh, family circus, the comic. Yes. It's like, my God, nothing ever happened in the family circus. <laughs> it's like, it was, it was just like, what is it? Uh, what's the, what's the comic American Splendor? Yeah. Remember that? It's yeah. like, it was the most, <laughs> it's like, what does this guy's life actually look like? And it's like, in this whole episode, he did nothing, but it's like, it was a trip to the convenience store to get some Fritos. It's like, that was the yeah. Well, entirety of it. It's like, I, man, people loved that comic. People loved it. I loved like Family Circus. And part of it, because I brought this up with you the other day, was like the little, the ones where the kid, I think his name was Tommy, and he would be like running all around, like looking for different, um, looking for I don't know what he was even doing, but like it right. would just show the little dotted line of everywhere he went around town. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Uh, I have strong memories of those in my grandparents. This is another like place based thing. My grandparents' house. They had this den, which I later found out was like an addition to the house, which I didn't realize before. But anyway, hmm. Um, hmm. so they had stacks of these things. And then they also had bookcases upon bookcases of National Geographic. Yeah, and right. I used to be able to just sit and like, like, just read through one of those like yeah. For hours. Yeah. 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 Simple times. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What don't you yeah, know? Yeah, home is home is weird. Yeah, home is weird. Home is weird. Whenever I whenever I come back from visiting the, say, say I, I just call it the house. You know, it's like I don't even. Yeah. Where I'm from, I don't even know how to refer to it any longer. Right. Whenever I come back from visiting my sister in St. Louis, I guess is how yeah. I would say it. Um, it always takes me a couple of days to sort of re- resort. It's like it always, I always come back feeling. Uh, what is this? What is this place? You know, it it it, it raises more questions than it answers them, and it's 
I mean, it feels okay. I mean, it's not hard to go home or anything like that. I always enjoyed myself well enough when I'm there. It's good to see my sister and her family, right? It's all all great. But when I come back, it's like, yeah, I used to live there and now I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's, it's so strange. It's a strange yeah. feeling. I, it's really strange. I think a lot of this... I I feel some strangeness, and I, I don't have a better word for putting around what I'm about to describe, but I do feel some strangeness in observing, kind of observing something in a repetitive kind of fashion. So, you know, you tend to go to St. Louis around holidays, right? Yeah. Um, right. And so there's always kind of this holiday thing in the air as you're circling back to the house and the town yeah. and right. And I feel like now when I was a kid, the way I remember the holidays, they feel so grand and so magical. And I get glimmers of that as an adult. But one of the things that I've noticed is like Christmas comes now and I'm just like, Oh, so we did that again. Yeah. Instead of like this buildup of momentum and magic and now it's just like, yeah, so uh, tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I remember that buildup and that momentum. I remember that when I was a kid Mm because there would be, you know, there would be. It's like, oh, we're getting the decorations out. It's like, oh, we're putting up the tree. It's like, oh, we're watching bowl games, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and those are all nice warm memories for me. It's like. When I think of like when I put myself in the headspace is like when I was a kid, what did I find super comforting? It's like it's, you know, the the winter break, I'm in elementary school or something like that. I'm in bed going to sleep. I can hear my dad listening to bowl games on the TV. Yeah. You know, the place smells like cookies and you know, it's like God, what who wouldn't want that? Yeah. <laughs> who who wouldn't find comfort in that, you know? Um yeah. and it's I can't chase that, you know. You can't yeah. chase it. You got well, to come up with your own way. You can't chase that. I, I agree. And like, um, like I definitely think you can't chase it. I think you can cultivate it in small moments. Yeah. Right. So one thing I noticed when we were at Eric's parents' house, um, we got to the end of the day and they turned on the fireplace and the, the Christmas tree lights and they were like, you know, and we had some wine out and it was just like, that's how we end the day. You know, and that moment to me felt like Christmas. Glorious. Yeah, you know? yeah. Glorious. Um, and so since we've been back, we don't have a fireplace, but we do, as was mentioned, have the fireplace, you know, channel. <laughs> yeah, right? There's plenty on YouTube. So we had the Christmas tree lit, uh, not adorned. And right now it is in a closet. We have kittens, whatever. Um yeah. It's still in the closet. You left it in there. Yeah, it's in this closet that's right behind So is it going to stay there? So it's like on Christmas morning, you're going to open the closet door and there's going to be presents under the tree? <laughs> well, so I think... You have to tell the story. You have to tell the story. <sighs> okay. Well, so I mean, first when you all... say the Christmas tree that's in the closet, you have to tell the story. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Well, just let me... I'll, I'll say my <laughs> Do the listener a favor here. It's like... And then... A lot um... of them are wondering, it's like, why is the Christmas tree in the closet? <laughs> because I'm the Grinch. Okay. So, but... Before I was the Grinch and the Christmas tree ended up in the closet, like, you know, we had the Christmas tree lit, the fireplace channel on, some eggnog with some cinnamon on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfection. Perfection. 
right? Didn't even have to spike it. It was just perfect. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, for me, that feels like Christmas. And then at, um, you know, my church, like, we're decorated really well. And um, our music lately has been hitting all the right notes in terms of, like, mm-hmm. Christmas music for me. And not, like, the super saccharine, sappy, like, yeah. Christmassy songs, but the, the ones that make it feel like Christmas to me. So, yeah. I don't know. There are moments. But it does not feel as Christmassy at my house. Because I put my Christmas tree in a yes. closet. Yeah. So we What's put... going on? Okay. So. <laughs> so first of all, we had considered getting a real tree, but we decided not to because we've been too busy. And I'm really glad. So we have like a four foot tall pre-lit a real, artificial a real Christmas tree in the closet. Tree, right? And we also have approximately two foot long kittens well they were born in like they're about about eight months old yeah yeah they're not quite a year and no they are not um and so i had done all this research on the internet about like how to navigate a christmas tree with kittens because the cat we had before um before we adopted her her prior owner had declawed her so she did not climb a lot. Um, she was very... Right. She was also older when we got her, so she was very docile. Um, my kittens, however, have experienced no trauma, no anxiety in their entire life. Right, um, right. So they are completely fearless and ridiculous. Um, so we put the Christmas tree up. And the research I did basically suggested that if you put the tree up and don't, like, adorn it, just let them get used to it, and then you can add the ornaments. Well, uh, we have two cats. One is a little heavier than the other, and so gravity Mm -hmm. has not been her friend. And so, but Robeson, um, she has been climbing the tree and, like, getting in it, and... Like, she does, like, Cirque du Soleil crap in it. Like, she mm. hangs upside down like a bat. And then uh, it's ridiculous. And she stays in it for, like, ten minutes at a time. So what has been bothering me about this is that she weaves in and out of where the lights are connected to the tree. Yeah. yeah, yeah and my yeah. real big fear is waking up and finding my cat hanging from the tree in an un satisfying yeah wait so uh (laughs) in a way in a way you don't want in a way i don't want so the other night um i got up in the middle of the night because they were being ridiculous and they woke me up so i went out there and i was like well i'm just gonna sit next to the tree first of all when i got out there the tree was knocked over into my husband's chair and robeson was sleeping underneath it so i put the tree back up under the tree In, in the in the chair under the tree yeah, she was sleeping in the chair under the chair. In the, the chair, which yeah, was under had, the tree because the tree was knocked over onto the chair. Correct. She had made a okay, little okay. fort for herself. Nice. So so I put the tree back up and um sit down next to it and I'm like, you know, whatever. She'll she'll go she'll stay asleep. The tree will be fine. And she again starts climbing up it. And I think because it was 1:30 in the morning, I was just done. Like, done, yeah, right? right? We had tried, um, we have a little dust buster, so we tried, like, turning that on anytime she got yeah. near it and scaring her off. 
And that worked if we were there and she just waited for us to go to bed. Yeah, right. right. Um, So I was just kind of done. And like people are like, oh, well, you should get like these little static mats that shock them. No, thank you. I'd rather. Oh, who, my... who wants to do that? Nobody yeah. wants to do that. So, um, <laughs> so I just I grabbed the Christmas tree and I unplugged it and I like folded it up because it comes in two pieces and I put it on the table. And then she jumped up on the table and is batting at it and driving me just insane. So I was trying to think. It's 1.30 in the morning. I'm like half asleep. I was trying to think of where I could put it that two eight-month-old kittens could not get to. Right. There is one place in my... Well, there are two places. (laughs) One place is my bathtub. Right. But I couldn't imagine the conversation I was going to have when my husband opened up the the yeah. the curtain of the bathroom and find the christmas the tree, tree in there. so funny so That's that was hilarious. ridiculous so i so i grabbed it and i marched into our bedroom and i opened up the door and i shoved the christmas tree in there and slammed the door <laughs> <laughs> and like in that moment all i could think of is like the grinch who stole christmas and That's like that hilarious. image of him shoving yeah. the christmas tree up the yeah up yeah. The, yeah, yeah i felt yeah. just up like that chimney. and then um, of course, Eric wakes up and he's like, what are you doing? And I just shout back at him, stealing Christmas. And I leave the room. So that's that's how the Christmas tree ended up in my closet. You see, these Thank are the memories that will last a lifetime. <laughs> and now you have it recorded. Memories that last a lifetime. Yeah, that's hilarious. So. Yeah. So, but the plan currently is that on Christmas Day, it will be removed and brought Santa Claus back comes to, to the place and he sneaks into the closet and mm-hmm. puts presents in there and then yeah. yeah it's been a long time santa's needed to get out of the closet for a long time so yeah he has he has yeah, yeah this is the first time we've had a tree in a long time maybe 10 years or so right yeah. and it's a it is, it is a real one? tree it is a real tree no i think i'm good for now yeah. one tree at a time i don't mean <laughs> go from none to two uh but uh it's yeah it's it's a uh, it's good it's good i like it because we always got a real tree when you were growing up, you know. And so going to get the tree from the same place that we always went to to get the tree was part of the part of the holiday. Yeah. Whatever that we that we did. And my, my it's like there's some things I still look back and it's like I never questioned them at the time. But now I look back at them and it's like, what is this? And I don't know if I told the story on the podcast a couple of weeks ago or not, but. It's like my dad would always put the tree in a bucket in the basement, like a bucket of water. And it would always sit down there and for like days. And I, I never I never thought about it. But it's like, well, you get a tree and then you put it in a bucket in the basement. And I don't know why <laughs> he would he would do that, though. And it's like and then a couple of days later, he'd take it upstairs and maybe he was waiting for the weekend. But yeah. why would we get the tree on a Tuesday? And so it never really made any sense. And this one year, he put it in the bucket of water. Uh, like just a base of it and he put it out in like in the cellar outside of the basement door yeah. and like the water froze and so <laughs> it's like we had to thaw the tree it's just the weirdest yeah. stuff that it's like I, I think of these things and they, I never questioned them at the time but now that it's so curious it's like why do we do things that way yeah that's so weird and there's no answers right you know, there's no answer to be found so it just has to remain questions that exist in a state of awe and wonder and curiosity it's like I don't know it was what we did yeah well, we did, I mean, you know, but yeah. Why did I think that was the best move for the Christmas? Yeah, why is it the best? Move? Why? Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, 
Uh, my sister always used to watch the, she probably might still do it, the Sound of Music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, she was into the classics. She still is. Uh, yeah. Like the Sound of Music and White Christmas and all that Miracle oh. on 40, what, 42nd Street or whatever. I, she I believe watch it's the classic 34th. Film. I have a New Year's tradition. I do have mm-hmm. a damn tradition. I have a tradition for the New Year's. For years, my mom and I used to do this. So this oh, goes I think way I know back. This tradition. We would watch the PBS. Oh no, I don't. Uh, oh, uh, oh yeah. There's the other one too. Uh, the uh, the one uh, is pickled. On PBS. Yeah, the the pickled herring. <laughs> that when I don't I don't understand the pickled herring thing though because when my mom had it in her refrigerator, it used to last like eight months. But I have it in my refrigerator, it lasts like a week. So <laughs> she must be getting a different kind of herring. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, but every New Year's, I watch the uh, the PBS uh, Vienna Philharmonic. Uh, hosted by Hugh Bonneville, mm-hmm. you know from Downton Abbey and other yeah, things. Yeah, uh, and they, they, and it's like they pair up with the with the ballet. Yeah, and it's like there's these ballet dancers, ballet dancing to <laughs> the Austrian. I don't know, balleting. You watch to, it every uh, year, but you have yet to become an expert on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think about it when I watch it. It's like a, it's 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 done with no analysis whatsoever, and it's watching the. And they show these lovely grounds of these pristine Austrian estates and everything with nice topiary and brickwork. And it's like, oh, it's just completely thoughtless. Yeah. Um, it's like it, 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 it's just so easy. It, it, it checks every box with Great British Baking Show and mm-hmm. Family Circus and all that. It's like in Hallmark movies, it's like it feels you feel good watching it because yeah. there's nothing that's going to take you out of that. It's not like watching you know who doesn't love a good avengers movie but it ain't like that you know it's not it's cozy it's cozy yeah it's like oh i'll have a nice hot cup cup of hot cocoa and uh a cookie or some pickled herring and (laughs) spot of eggnog spot of eggnog and watch the vienna philharmonic and some ballet dancing and some whatever and it's uh you know i've done that for years my mom used to watch that you know back in the Back when she was alive too, you know, yeah. so we would, on many a New Year's Day, yeah. on many a New Year's Day, would hang out and watch that. We would watch the parades too, the Macy's Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Day Parade. We would watch, uh, get huddle around the TV. Yep. Um, the, I guess there's one on New Year's, I don't know. And we'd watch the Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Oh, yeah. With you the, know, ball the ball drop. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess we did. I mean, we did have some discernible traditional kinds of things. But now it's like, so do you want to stay up till midnight? It's like, well, I guess we should watch the we should watch the ball drop. And it's like, watch the ball drop. It's like, all right, click, going to bed. <laughs> yeah, like, wake me up at eleven forty-five. You know. Well, so normally the last few years we've been that way. Although last year I think for New Year's Eve we got a hotel, which was lovely. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember this that. year we have concert tickets. Cool. So uh, we will be going to see the Beanstalk Library. Oh, that'll be fun. At, uh, uh, over at, uh, can I think of the name of the venue? Uh, Pearl Street, I think. Um, the place, yeah, the place. Uh, over in the Wharf area. So that'll be fun. Neat. Our friend Ryan plays in that there. Cool. Band. Oh, very cool. Very that'll cool. Be very nice. Yeah. Oh. Um, 
On New Year's, I will be on day three of a 10-day silent meditation retreat in Massachusetts. So I know. Yeah. It's going to seem... I don't think they're going to have pickled herring. <laughs> but a lot... Sometimes when... Uh, when a, a meditation retreat overlaps with some auspicious day of note or import, they might have a cake. Ooh. They might have a cake. But it's like they, they keep it so super simple there, you know, where I'm going. It's like uh, it was uh, the, the the last time I was on one of these retreats. It was a seven day and it was in the middle of May. And it, it was I was there over the week that aligned with what is thought to be the day that is celebrated as the Buddha's birthday. Mm-hmm. And so we had a they had a, they had a cake. We just got a. It's like it was luxury. It's like oh man, we could have a piece of cake today with dinner. <laughs> not that we were not that we were speaking to each other or anything like that. But there was just this oh wow yeah cake because when you're when all you do all day is walk, sit, sleep, and uh, you know have occasional meals, a piece of cake. You know with no phone, no reading, no writing, no yeah. communication devices, nothing. It's like a piece of cake becomes the hottest ticket in town. It's like, oh my god, yeah. sensory overload. Even yeah. there's icing on it. Oh wow. <laughs> well, made there. I mean, they just make it there, so it's not like you know they didn't go to Costco and get a sheet cake or anything. So it's like, yeah. it's a simple little cake. It's the best kind. Um, it's not true. The best kind is carrot cake, and then anything else after carrot that. But good. anyway, carrot cake, good. um, it might be a BYO situation for your pickled herring. Might be, might be. Mm-hmm. Sneak some contraband pickled herring into the retreat center. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is when we started recording this episode, I was sitting in a room that had light. Light no I am more. Now sitting in the dark. Sitting in a dark room. <laughs> That's winter for you. Yep. So it's yeah, it is winter. Solstice was a couple of days ago. It was. So happy winter, happy everyone. Winter. Uh, the days are getting longer. Mm-hmm. They are. But right now they're still really short. They are. Short enough. Because that for... was only two that was only two days ago. Yeah. Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. Well it was lovely chatting with you about home. I was trying to find something like clever or sentimental to say about home in that last moment, but I don't know. I have nothing. I don't know if this is a settled conversation. It raised more questions than it answered, which is oftentimes what I think we do. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I never feel like I think about it long enough to make progress on what an answer is. And maybe there isn't one. And why do I feel like I need to figure it out anyway? I don't know. Every once in a while I go to St. Louis and I used to live there. Beats me. Yeah. Well, there's also this other saying, like people say stuff like, home is where your heart is. Yeah. How cute. I don't know. I have questions. I have questions. Yeah. <laughs> home is where your Christmas tree is in a closet. <laughs> home That's is right. Where, home is where the stories are that you uh, that you associate with. I don't even, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What I do know is my home is growing dark. Yep, it is. So. It is. Cool. Ah, oh, lovely. Maybe our listeners will tell us more about what home is for them, and then we'll have more than a two-person case study on this subject. Yeah, it's always a good idea, I think, to pull the electorate a little bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, what? Uh, maybe we'll throw something out on the on the Insta, maybe on the Insta, maybe do a little Insta? survey or yeah. on Facebook or something. We can do that. Yeah. You know, uh, we haven't engaged with our 
listeners in such a way in a little bit. Well, we gave them so much of us in the month of November. We did. We did. We said no to posting in December. (laughs) (laughs) We said yes to that. And as we always talk about on many of our episodes, Sherry, uh, to say yes to some things means you do have to say no to other stuff. So we only have so many many hours in the day and we want to do them well. So Yes, it's true. There you go. Cool. Awesome. Well, have a lovely evening. You too. Thanks, everybody. uh, We'll talk soon. See you, everybody. Home. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a podcast. Paul and Sherry podcast. Yes. 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 Cool.